episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. We are in season four. Going mm. four broke. That was so seamless. That was. I'm just going to interrupt and say how seamless that was. <laughs> <laughs> going four broke what it means to be a mindful consumer. We have drugged this season on. It's just because we loved it so much. We weren't ready to, to we let it go. ready to give it up. Well, yeah. we've got two more. And today's, as we like to say, no exception. We have a great guest <laughs> on here. And Abby, tell them who we're talking to. I'm super stoked about this one. Yeah. Um, we met her at uh, the NFR in Vegas, and she was up on stage with Mackenzie Kimbrough during who we love, who we love during Roots Run Deep, and we were both sitting there uh, in the audience looking up, saying, "Oh my God, who is she in the floor length fringe? <laughs> we need to know her." Um, and and so we did. Today we have the Neon Wrangler. Um, and we're just so excited to dive in and talk about all of her, first of all, just like her fire looks in general, because it is a really unique take on Western style that you don't see as often. Um, but also all of her custom and customized looks, because again, we don't see it often, but we love to see it. So Amanda, how the heck are you? Hi guys. Um, I'm doing good. It's a warm day in Georgia. So I got to work on it was beautiful. Like, I've been outside instead of inside. Um, it's been an awesome day so far. Dude, it is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check. She's pulling up the Weather Channel app right now. Look at it. But I would say it's probably less than 20 degrees. It's I'm, nine. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to lie. Oh I have not stepped outside once today. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm outside in a sweatshirt and, like, jeans. And it, as long as I'm in the sun, it's, like, perfectly comfortable right uh. now. I haven't. It's got to—it's got to be like at least in the upper fifties today. Oh, oh, soak it all in I'm for so us. Happy for yes. you. I am truly, <laughs> <Thanks>. truly. <laughs> hey, basking in your light. This summer I'll be dying because it gets so hot and humid here. See, here's the thing about Iowa—we don't even have the benefit of having like one really nice, pleasant season because winter. Honestly, nine degrees is a nice day for January, yeah. and then in, we get to August and it's like a hundred degrees with humidity and just like a. A sticky oh. little swamp. So we feel your pain. <laughs> I like I like seasons. I like to have four of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we wanted to dive in today and start as we like to do from the beginning because we want to hear how you got your start, who you are, and what you do. Sure. Um, my name's Amanda. Obviously, I am from Georgia, a little north of Atlanta. I've lived here. My whole life, I grew up in the rodeo industry. My dad was a bull rider, and I've had horses since I was born. Um, I started barrel racing and competing when I was 12 years old, um, and before that, I did, like, drill team and stuff like that. Um, so I think some of my taste comes from going to those 90s rodeos with my dad and yeah. seeing mom and my mom's friends and them all wearing those colorful rocky pants and like the rodeo shirts back then were just kind of like fun and I think those are like my literally my first memories are seeing that kind of stuff at the rodeo um so I graduated from one of our local universities with a bachelor's degree in psychology um I haven't used it one bit (laughs) I've worked for the court system for four years and last January I decided that I really wanted to go a different route into social media management. And that's what I've done for the last year, as well as creating for my own account and then some other fun little projects that hopefully we'll get to talk about 
eventually this year, but I can't talk about them yet. But Ooh, yeah, we love to hear that. Yeah, some little side side hustles that hopefully turn into cool things. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, so that's like some background on your style, but how did Neon Wrangler come to be? When was she born? She was born at, like literally born at the NFR that was in Texas um, in, what year was that? Was that 2020? Um, We even know. We don't even know. Whatever. It it, it wasn't this past NFR, it was the NFR before. So, yeah, it was, I I don't even know what year it is anymore, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Sam Retro Amiga has been someone I like have, I've been kind of dabbling in fashion for the past couple of years and I just really have looked up to her since she started her account. And I told my friend Kip, um, who is also like a very creative person. He owns his own, um, Western company called Spur West. I was like, Hey, help me come up with a cool name. Like I'm ready to rebrand my page from the personal barrel racer type page to a more like Western creator type page. Um, I was like, I really, I was standing, when I texted him, I was standing by the Neon Saloon, and I was like, I really love the name Neon Moon Saloon. I'm like, I don't want it to be just like that, but if we could use the word neon in it, I love neon signs, I love bright colors, that that would be really cool. So he, like, rapid-fired a bunch of names at me, and Neon Wrangler was one of them, and I'm like, yep, that's it, that's the one. So I changed, I quit my job, I changed my name, and January of last year and it's just been like that ever since started wearing wigs in like March and that's (laughs) yeah we were doing a Barbie shoot and I was like well let me order some fun wigs for this Barbie shoot and that's literally just like taken off so whoa so you literally just dove head first wig first first. literally (laughs) like into this entire this entire world literally I did yes I have to like I I guess I can only like really focus on one thing, big thing at a time. So I have to like put my all into that thing that I'm wanting to do. So I make sure I reach my goal. I only set one goal. You guys, one New Year's resolution every year. Um, Cause that's like, if I set too many, then I, they won't get accomplished. So if I set mm-hmm. one, if I set one big one, I'm like that, I'm low that I'll be able to get that accomplished. So oh, that was my cool. goal for last year was to grow my page to 10,000 and just really focus on my content and developing um, an aesthetic for that page. So you're telling me you did all of this. You grew your account to, to 10,000 plus 12.9 in one year. Um, it was already kind of high for just like a barrel racer. Uh-huh. I think it was already at like 4,000. Um, so I just grew, I think it's at 13, um, 13 right now. So I, like, just grew it by almost, <laughs> almost double. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It, yeah, it was slow at first. And then once it hit, like, 85, then it started going a little faster. And then, you know, some stuff happened, and it got me more publicity. And I'm like, thanks. So then it really boosted me up a little I bit. I have arrived. <laughs> we have arrived, wig, fringe, and all. <laughs> So now I'm curious, how much did the name inform your style or your aesthetic, the direction of you, what your creative process? Um, a lot, because, I mean, even last year when I first started, I still didn't have, like, that neon aesthetic down. It was just kind of like my name, a fun name at first. Um, and I always dress, like, I've always mixed um, genres. Like, uh, sometimes I might want to dress a little 
um, like, like a punk rocker. And then some days I might dress like a punchy cowgirl. And then some days I might, you know, dress totally different. I don't, I've always like kind of mixed things up. So I didn't really have an aesthetic until probably started when I did the Barbie suit and started wearing the wigs. Then I was like, okay, with this name, I really need to go for the bright colors. Like I like them. They go with the name. They're going to help me brand myself. And since then I've tried to stick with that. Ooh, that's cool. So it's like a whole alter ego that's Absolutely. become your full. Literally, I'm like the Western Hannah Montana. <laughs> Montana. <laughs> Put on the wig. I'm a different person. Unless I'm tired. <laughs> I get tired. You just, you know, I might back to Amanda. But for a That's, minute, there, I was, I'm back to Amanda. Back <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. So this is like off-topic, but on-topic. I'm curious what your education process was like as you are learning how to use social media. I mean, you were already using it as a barrel racer, but then as you made that transition and then obviously the huge amount of growth, I think that's, what, 300 followers a day for a year? I mean, that's a lot of growth. So what did it look like as you're learning um, kind of how to use social media in this different way? I don't know. It's just been trial and error, and the apps are constantly changing, and especially Instagram is constantly changing its algorithm. So it's just a lot of trial and error and seeing what works until they decide to change the algorithm again. Um, I've learned a lot on TikTok. Like there's a lot of um, people that will do like tutorials on TikTok and they'll kind of share what they've seen working in the algorithm. So I'll try to incorporate that into what I'm doing. And then I like to follow people who are successful. Like some of the people in the Western industry I really like is I really love the way um, Kenzie Western Gringa, like, does everything on her page. It's just so structured, and her stories are always beautifully put together. And then um, I think her name is Marika, if I said that right. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love the way that she does her collabs. So I try to, like, take pieces of what I see other people do and formulate something that looks good and works for me, too, without, like, with my aesthetic in it and not theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all just a trial and error. I really wish when I went to college that social media and marketing like really would have been a thing to study because it, it kind of wasn't like marketing was, but like social media marketing specifically was not a thing when I was in college because um, I would have loved to take those classes and like actually get a degree in that instead of what I got. Yeah, because that's really, that's really changed over time and it sounds like you're just doing a lot of like self-educating or just staying on top of it on your yeah. own so that you yeah. can constantly be changing and up to, up to date. Thank God for Definitely. university. Wow. wow. <laughs> I learned so much on TikTok. And there's no student loan, so it's even better. No. My TikTok degree is awesome. It was free. It was easy. It, those one-minute videos really keep my attention for that one minute. Start putting, like, PPU as your college. <laughs> Oh, where'd you attend? TCU. Still enrolled. Graduate. Still enrolled. <laughs> oh, learning is a lifelong journey. It is. It is. It is. And I, <laughs> so then I'm curious with your style and like following so many other um, influencers or just fashion minded individuals um, on Instagram, what inspired you? this year for NFR to wear so many 
custom and customized looks because that's not something that you see a lot of people doing who are more in the the influencer vein just because you're work, you're partnering with like brands or you have deals or um things like that so what why custom um that's just the way it fell for me this year i was so lucky to have gotten the opportunity to work with the people that were willing to create me customized looks like the rhinestone gypsy um i saw her when she first opened her page i think she said i was like one of the first people to comment on her first reel and i just knew i wanted to work with her so we've stayed in touch and i asked her um, if she wanted to work together for the NFR, if she created one piece specifically for me, and then she had some other pieces that had been used in photo shoots that she wasn't doing anything with, and I was like, hey, bring those. If they fit me, I would be happy to wear them, like that long fringe um, dress that I wore. Um, well, it was like a romper, but that I wore for the um, the panel interview. That was mm-hmm. from her, from a photo shoot. Um, so she let me take four pieces, I believe. Um, with me and then I also had like Mandy Designs created one for me and I'm probably forgetting another one and then I had some boutiques I worked with too but it was awesome that they were willing to work with me for the NFR to create stuff specifically for me because I felt like I was really getting to show my style wearing their stuff and not like not blending in or not like totally being what I wanted to portray myself as. Yeah absolutely. Mm. And I think it's cool, too, like, so I'm curious, when you're figuring out these NFR looks, other than finding the people that you want to collaborate with, do you plan out day for day? Are you like, okay, this is the red and black look, this is when I want to pull out my fringe? Or how do you kind of organize your looks? I organized it day for day. Like, I, some days I had three outfits I wore, but I strategically, like, laid it out and organized it, so... So that something wouldn't get missed. And then also it helps me get ready faster. Because, like, in Vegas, you're wanting to get ready as fast as you can because you've got so much stuff to do. So I needed, like, my outfits laid out and organized so I could do my hair and makeup and then just grab my outfit and go and know exactly what I'm wearing. I tried once going and putting my outfits together. We were with guys, too, like my husband and Uh, My friend Kip was with us, and, like, them sitting around waiting for me to get an outfit together was so annoying for them. So I'll never do that again in Vegas. I will always go into having my outfits laid exactly out how they're going. Like, jewelry's the only thing I have to style. Wow, so it really comes down to being intentional about the pieces you bring and how you put them together. Yes, and then it helps me with packing. I don't overpack. I pack exactly what I need. And it just helps with everything. Is that your approach in your closet, too? I'm curious. Like, when you're picking out pieces to style, even just, like, for your Instagram feed or your daily life, do you approach that in a similar way? Um, no. Sometimes it takes me forever to pick out an outfit, like, <laughs> in my closet. It's not um, – right now we're in a temporary living situation where we have sold our house and we are moving into another house. But um, it's actually my parents' old house, and until – they can move into their new house because they have to renovate it. Um, so we're sharing a space. So my closet is so limited in sizing right now. So it's a mess. Like it takes me forever to find the piece I'm thinking of. And if I do find it, or probably normally I don't find it, it just takes me, <laughs> forever. It takes me forever to fit an outfit together. So I definitely did not want to feel like that at the NFR. Like strumming through my bag to find the belt that I thought I brought but probably left at home. <laughs> 
and so relate to that many, really deeply. How many wigs per day are we talking? <laughs> um, I think there was one day that I wore two different wigs, but I would try to leave the same wig on all day. Cause, I just love it. Yes, they're fun. I'm, I got so blessed that I work with Rebel Gypsy. Um, she, right after I got hair extensions, she had seen my wig shoot. And she goes, um, can I send you some wigs, please? And I was like, I would be honored. <laughs> I would be honored. Well, I, I know what I'm looking at as soon as we get off this phone call. I know where I'm going. Oh my God. I had been wearing Amazon wigs, and they're just, like, cheap as heck. Like, the wig thing probably wouldn't have gone as far as it did if she hadn't have sent me wigs. Because <laughs> I was just ha- buying some little Amazon wigs and wearing them every once in a while. And she sent me, like, like eight really nice, high-quality wigs. And Okay. Yeah, they've been awesome. Oh, that's amazing. So how do you style those with your clothing? Can you walk us through that process? The wigs? Yeah. Oh, um, I will just wake up that day, and if my, I'm not having a good hair day or I don't feel like washing my hair that day or something, I'll be like, okay, what wig will go with this? Because I have some natural ones. I have some bright ones. I have a good little mix of them. Um, it just, like, if I'm going on a trip, it takes me with extensions it takes you like extra long to wash your hair sometimes and then blow dry to take extra long so I will try to wash my hair either like the day before I leave if it's like a like a three-day trip the day before I leave or the day of that way I can wear my extensions for a couple days and then towards the last day then I will plan to have a wig day that way I can braid my hair and put the wig on and then I'll I'll kind of plan what outfit goes with what best I love it. I love it so yeah. much. It's so nice. It's like I get an extra day out of, like, my, my dirty hair. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like, people would see a wig on, like, the bright color or whatever and be like, oh, this took so much extra effort. And they're like, really? Well, I just didn't want to wash my hair. So <laughs> what nope. I did was. <laughs> it's like the best kind of hat. The yes. most secret it's, hat you've ever worn. Yes. <laughs> it's normally like my – it is. It's normally like my hat day. Like, the day I would wear – a hat to hide my hair instead I wear a wig I'm feeling inspired <laughs> it takes it's so easy to put them on I have a video on my Instagram that I did recently or my TikTok whichever one you want to watch um it takes like all you do is braid your hair and then, then it takes like three seconds to put on Ugh, and they don't move. everyone's like well how do you keep it on with your hat or or when you ride I've never ridden in one but I have <laughs> I have no hesitation. I mean, I you could, easy, you could ride in it. And I'm like, it doesn't move around on your head. Like, the way the cap is formed, it's snug. Like, it's not going anywhere. So what is some of the feedback that you've had on wearing wigs or wearing, you know, the more out there type colors or floor-length fringe and that kind of stuff? It's hit or miss. Most of the feedback has been great. Like, people really love seeing something different. They have positive things to say. Um, and then there's people, um, you know, they, they voice their opinion that, they, you know, it's not quite their style. Um, the wigs might be a little much for them or the bright colors they're not so keen on. But you just got to wear what makes you happy and what fits you and not really worry so much about what other, what other people might think about it. I think we need to say that one more yeah. time because it's yeah. funny. Everything, style everywhere and fashion is so cyclical. It's all, it always comes back around. And like you said, your looks are inspired by 
what your mom and her friends were wearing in the 90s, but it still has, like, mm-hmm. that little bit of modern flavor or the yeah. that you like to incorporate. So, yeah, it really does just come down to, like, yeah, I try to incorporate you. Modern, a little festival style, too. Like, I like to incorporate all those things together, and I do not care. You're welcome to have your opinion about what anyone wears, but just voice it in a classy, eloquent way. Don't voice it in a nasty, harsh way, and then you won't get backlash on it. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. You welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome to have your opinion. No problem. Just try to watch how you voice it. Yeah, I mean, it's style it, is. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, style is so personal. Like, just, I mean, how often do you see someone who you think like? oh, I would wear exactly that. It's kind of a special thing when you find someone who you're like, oh, my God, I love what they're wearing. Like, I would wear that outfit. But yeah. that's, you know, it's kind of rare. Yeah. You you might be like, oh, I love that top. I would wear it with those jeans I have at home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can mix it up however you want. That's what's so much fun about fashion is you wear things however you want to wear them. So when you're putting an outfit together, like, what are – what are kind of your must-have items? Or when you're working with these designers to do your custom or customized pieces, what are elements that you definitely want to have incorporated to make it you? Um, one thing that I'm really liking, I mean, I'm going to say my style changes, like, by the day. So I can't say, like, I wear the same thing every time I put something on. One thing I'm really liking right now is really layered looks. Um, like, I love a corset on top of a long sleeve shirt of some sort, like a Western shirt or mm-hmm. like um, a harness. Harnesses are like, I'm dying to get like a really nice one because I'm seeing them all over TikTok. Uh, I'm so inspired by people who wear those well because I see them I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But again, that's not necessarily like my personal style. So I know I would look <laughs> ridiculous wearing one. them. <laughs> I bought one and I just haven't found the right outfit for it yet. So one day I will wear it, but Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. it. Um. Really, it just comes down to the color. Like, I try to obviously have one bright, at least one bright color in the outfit or colors that go well together. Um, versus what I, like, what styles I wear, it just depends on the day. I will dress one way one day and then turn around and dress a different way the next. Just depending on, like, what outfit I have in my mind. Yes. Yeah. What do you think makes people so... I think it's kind of fearful, but have, like, visceral reaction to things like a bright color. I don't know. in the Western industry. (laughs) I guess they, like, I guess they think because West and East is different. Like, two totally different styles. We have two totally different climates. Like, what you may wear every day, which is, you know, your denim long sleeve shirt and your denim pants because you're working on a ranch. We might not wear, like, when we're in the East Coast, which is, like, normally just we don't ranch a whole lot out here. We have a lot more farming and small farms where I live, especially. So there's not a need for me to dress what you think is, like, how you think Western needs to dress because I'm not doing the same stuff on my farm that you're doing on your ranch. Ooh, shit, that's good. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of it comes from is they think, like, well, you're not a real Western or cowgirl because you're not dressing the same way I am, and this is how I have to dress. And we don't – I mean, they could wear bright colors if they wanted to, but, you know, most of the things you buy to work at the ranch aren't bright colors. Probably be like a custom order to get get like a neon 
denim jacket, like far more than <laughs> You know, I love that code switch because I've been like recently posted this NFR. We met um, Gabby from J2 Day Cowboy. And same thing, like, she's in Brazil with her horses and um, cows, like, on a farm, but she's going out, like, in cut-off sweatshirt shorts, your sweatpants shorts, you know, or, like, a a tank top or whatever in her boots to go clean stalls or do whatever. And it it looks different, but it's all the same thing at its core. Yeah. I mean, we're all doing the same thing, um, just slightly different because of, locations and climate that so that affects how we dress yeah it's definitely a practicality piece too that you have to wear something that's comfortable and makes sense with your climate (laughs) yeah and that brings it back around really to what we've been talking about all season which is investing in these really quality pieces that are practical um, and fit into our wardrobes and become kind of like timeless or our our standards um, so can you talk to us a little bit like about the importance of that investing in quality items, investing in small businesses? Yes. Um, what I'll say is Western fashion, anything Western, it's expensive. Your hats, your boots, your tasks, you know, your equipment, everything in our industry is, I feel like so much more expensive than other industries, every single thing. And I get that people can't, you can't afford it all. You got to get things how you can um but when you invest in those quality pieces from like handmade pieces from smaller businesses that really watch their quality work and it's not mass produced you will literally feel a difference as soon as you pick it up like it will last you so much longer like you will feel the difference you'll feel better when you wear it like it's not just a disposable piece of clothing or piece of jewelry like that piece of jewelry is going to last you your entire lifetime or that hat mm-hmm. or whatever it is so saving up and investing in small businesses with good quality when you can really does pay off especially when it's a piece you know that like you will wear over and over and over again yeah I love that you just add to the story of the the pieces you buy and then think how powerful it could be that someday you get to pass it down to someone or it becomes someone else's really cool like vintage find mm-hmm. somewhere and those those things just live on and on and i yeah. think the western industry is small enough too that it's cool to see like oh where'd you get that hat from oh this is my friend he makes these hats or this person knows you know and it's like this i mean the western industry really is like a family mm-hmm. and you're just borrowing you know uncle trent built this really <laughs> hat works hat and now i wear it and you know yes it's fun. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Like, I have I have a hat band, and I rodeoed in it, and it was my dad's hat band when he rodeoed. Like, it's like a, you know, oh. like a beaded hat band. And I'm like, that thing has lasted, like, a whole generation. Like, I could yeah. give that to my kids if they wanted to rodeo. So, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, Amanda, tell the people where they can find, because I think we've painted a good picture in their heads now. They want to see all of these outfits and your inspiration. So how do they find you online? Um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok as neon.wrangler. Those are my two primary accounts that I focus on. Um, I think I have a Pinterest, too, that's the same, neon.wrangler, but um, I need to dedicate some time to develop (laughs) it. 
it's like they keep changing it and like as soon as I started learning how to use Pinterest now like it works a totally different way and I need to like really sit down and watch some some stuff on it but those are the two primary accounts I use um you can find me on Facebook too under my my name Amanda Harridan um but that's about it I think unless I missed one Oh, well, incredible. So everyone listening, if you do not follow Amanda already, go on and check out neon.wrangler on both Instagram and TikTok. She has amazing reels for styling advice for both clothing and your wigs. I watch them often. Um, And she just has like a really cool, fresh take on style and fashion in the Western world and really just like a, a really good mindset. So um, make sure to check that out and add a little pop of color to your life, a little splash yeah. of happiness. I love that. <laughs> a little neon sizzle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, thank you for, for being here on. today. This was amazing. Yeah. We, yes. The second we saw you in the floor-length fringe that you had to be on the podcast. That's yes. a girl. <laughs> I told her. I was like, you know, red and black's not really my my thing, but I was like, can you please bring that and let me try it on? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to wear that one. <laughs> I, I need that. Please. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. So, so Phil, um, you, you may be seeing that outfit again, but in a different color fringe one day. Ooh. Ooh okay. Yeah, All right, everybody. Well, thank you, <laughs> listeners, for tuning in to another episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. Next week, we're coming at you, finally, with the season finale. Beep, 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 beep. You're going to want to listen to this. Six months in the making. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. All right, guys. We will 